if you bought it right, you actually can pull out a few million dollars you know, in a very short period of time. And that's all tax-free. And that's cash that you can use for something else. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Welcome back, boys and girls, ladies and germs, to phase two of the optimization uh, sequence of our podcast. I'm joined, of course, today with uh, Frank Galluccio and Gabriel Araisha from uh, Toronto and Montreal, respectively. And I am looking forward to discussing the optimization of assets so we can refinance and pull out hundreds of thousands, if not millions, if you do this correctly based on the asset. If you missed the last episode, stop listening right now. Do not listen. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Listen to what we just discussed. Hit the, uh, just hit the stop button, go to the last possible episode, and then listen to this one because this one is part two of what we just missed, and uh, we don't want you to get uh, confused. So uh, I'm going to have Frank start on this one since Gabriel started on the last one. Uh, we're, we're discussing optimization, optimization techniques, what we can do to increase the value of the assets that we do buy, force appreciation, so we can beat the markets and take a, a property that's maybe worth a million and turn it into a, a property that's worth $2.5 million just by doing very, very simple things. Of course, buying the right asset at the right price is the beginning of that journey. But during that journey, if you buy the right asset at the right price with the right um, sort of things that need to be improved, you can do some magical things. Frank? Yes, Marco. Thank you. This is Frank. I appreciate being on the podcast with you, fine gentlemen. Uh, so yeah, just to, again, just to touch upon the, the, the previous um, uh, podcast we had on optimization. Uh, again, when we when, when I look at a property, I look at what how can I improve it? How can I make it better uh, in order to maximize its potential? And, and each property does have that. Um, like I said, we, we're not going to buy something at the top of a game where it's in prestige condition and it's at maximum uh, market rents. Uh, that that's not for us. We're we're trying to maximize the rents uh, during a process that we do take. And there's so many ways of doing it. I, I'll, I'll mention a couple here and then. I'll allow uh, obviously Gabe and, and and yourself to chime in, but I look at first thing I look at is my competitors. So I look at my competitors and I say, okay, well I got if I buy this property, what are they doing? What are they offering that I can do uh, better, or I can offer that they're not offering? And a lot of things is uh, you know the base the basic that most of you guys know is cosmetic stuff. It's just you know a, a splash of paint does a, goes a long way. Uh, splash of paint, even changing over the floors. Uh, those are cosmetic things. Uh, uh, you know, maybe putting new fixtures, uh, new door handles. Uh, you know, they're not falling off or whatever. Um, uh, so things like that. That's all cosmetic, which is fairly cheap, and you know, it's fairly cheap, but it goes a long way. Where you can, once you do that, where it's where it's it's safe and it's clean, and people go in, it's like, oh, okay, this this is actually kind of nice. Nice fixtures, nice doors, nice uh, vanity, nice uh, toilet. Like changing over a toilet. Toilet doesn't cost a lot. But once you get the perspective to come in there or the perspective tenant, uh, you can demand more rent. So if someone's charging $700 a, a month and their rooms are like eh, uh, iffy, like you wouldn't even sleep there, and you do yours a step better or two steps better, then what's going to happen? People are going to come and like, shit, this is not bad. Yeah, I'll pay the extra 200 bucks or 150 bucks a month just on that. So the money that you put into something, uh, you obviously you're going to get it back in return. That's your investment. 
And mm-hmm. like we said in the previous episode, you don't have to use your own money. If you buy it right, you already accommodated for this or you already accounted for this. Or uh, as Marco, as you mentioned before, as the, the property makes money, take that money and reinvest it into the property and do one unit at a time or two units at a time and just do that and you can demand more rent and then you know over a certain time period you know uh, six months eight months depending on how many units you have obviously you're going to have all that property optimized where people are going to want to come to you and they're willing to spend a 50 well just just so you understand the, the 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 math of it if you can get an extra $150 a month and it costs you, let's say, $1,500 to change the flooring, um, even put, you know, instead of having Formica countertops, having leftover, you can get really inexpensive granite and have it installed and even go to a, a warehouse and get stainless steel appliances if the market allows you to do this. Because if you're in a very, in a terrible market, like in a D area, which we don't buy, but you can, you know, you can really do a lot with a couple grand. So with a couple grand, you can really change the outlook uh, of the inside of a unit if, if it's done correctly. And if you get an extra $150 a month, that's $1,800 a year on $2,000 investment. Now, that's huge. That's, that's, almost, that's a 90% return year in, year out. 90% return for a $2,000 investment. Who wouldn't do that? It's just ridiculous. You'd be, you'd be silly you know, to, to not do that. So, but make sure that the economics allow you to do that because some real estate agents will say, hey, you know, if you do $2,000 worth of work, you can increase rents. But the rent increase is only 10 bucks. That's the most the market will bear. And it doesn't make sense to invest $2,000 to make 120 bucks a month. You know, that's a 6% return. That's terrible. Uh, well, actually, is it less than six? No, it's about six, I think. Uh, yeah, it's six. So, you know, for <laughs> me, 6% doesn't make sense uh, for $2,000. So you have to look at the economics of it. I'd rather make a 90% return than a 6% return for sure. But mm-hmm. anyway, sorry, Frank, I just wanted to chime that in that it, you have to also look at the economics of, of the fix up as well. Right. And I just, before you continue, Frank, because you're mentioning how to finance this, there's lenders too out there that'll finance all of this work if, if you play your cards right. Absolutely. They'll, they'll finance 100% of your um, rentals. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, this is ahead of time before you, 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 you buy it. This is in the buying process. Um, and they do draws. They make sure that you actually you know, change the floors or you paint it or you uh, put new uh, fixtures in there and they'll come out do an inspection and say okay it's done and then they'll release the money so absolutely great point uh, Gabe it, so this can be compensated if you know how to do it and who to go to so there's not every lender does this uh, but there's certain ones that we have built relationships in the past that do uh, specifically this because they know the force appreciation is a huge factor as opposed to waiting for the market to appreciate that property so uh, Marco I just wanted to add on what you you mentioned uh, so. For instance, I'm gonna, I'm gonna the park that we have together um, in Florida. It's a mobile home park, and we we, we purchased it. It's a 56 spot mobile home park, and uh, the park did have park owned mobile homes. Now the previous owner uh, did it maximize again uh, for whatever reason they didn't want to maximize it. No money, not knowing. So uh, ignorance is expensive, as Marco would say. So on, on those assets, so we looked at the assets. We're like, okay, we have underutilized assets that literally they weren't being used. They're mobile homes. So 
we factored in, okay, how much is it going to cost us to, you know, put new floors, skirt it, you know, and, and not really skirt like a evening dress, but on mobile homes, you have like a skirt where you cover the bottom because they are technically, they have, they have anchors and, and a trailer behind this. So you don't want to show that. It, it is ugly. <laughs> and so you want to skirt it to make it look pretty, uh, paint it, put new stairs, put new fixtures, door handles, and so forth. So we factored in, it, it was going to be roughly around 3000 That's basically on average what we were spending, anywhere from 2500 to 3500 So just to say $3,000 to maximize on the assets we already have. So that $3,000 will yield us fi- uh, basically $500 a month. So that's $6,000 a year. So if you if you put the math together, so if you're spending three thousand and you're making six, so five hundred dollars because yeah, again it's five hundred dollars. We can't charge more than five hundred bucks for that for that unit. It's a mobile home, uh, but you're basically doubling your money um, on that asset. So that's what we've been doing to optimize the property. Say so, you know instead of buying, you know new trailers like the other owners oh you can put new trailers in here and get rid of the old ones I was like well, hold on a sec what is it going to cost it's it's affordable living it's a mobile home park guys uh, it's not the Taj Mahal it's not going to be your upscale you know Fifth Avenue apartment here but you want to make it clean and and safe and affordable at the same time so that 3000 changing over the floors putting stock cabinets in there and fixtures or whatever we spent 3000 and then we we can demand $500 which is actually fifty to seventy-five dollars higher than our competitors, because if you go to our competitors' uh, mobile home, it's a piece of shit. It's a, it's 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 there's floor there's holes in the floors. Uh, so are they going to spend fifty dollars more to get something that's all done up and nicely with the skirt, man, um, and, and spend the five hundred, and so we can make the six, or are they going to spend the four fifty or four thirty-five uh, to go to the neighboring park? Uh, which there is one down the street, uh, to get into a more subpar uh, mobile home. And the question is, no, they're going to come to yours, hands down. Frank Frank seems to be very uh, uh, into the competition. This is So if you ever see an unmarked white van in front of your property, this is not Frank looking into your tenants. He's just spying out what you're doing to make his properties better. Do not be alarmed. But but that's, that. you know, you could take that with any business, Gabe. I, and again, I, I have right. businesses. You look at what your competition is doing and how do you up them? How do you have the upper card? Why are they going to look at Gabe? Why are they going to look at Marco? All right. Why are they going to look at Frank? And I give them a reason. And, yeah. and that's my strategy going in. And it should be yours too. It, it does work if you know how to do it. Um, so again, that's just the cosmetic side. There, there's, yeah. you know, if, I don't know, Gabe, if you want to touch on another one. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, before, yeah. yeah. And I was, you know, and, and it was all jokes, but at the end of the day, you're right. If you got to know what you're competing against in order to be better than them. So great points. Yeah. There's a couple of things I want to touch on. And the first one is, is super simple. It's from an evaluator's perspective. So think about if someone's coming into your property, they're coming to see your house for the first time. And, and this could be a friend of yours. It can be anybody, your own house where people are, are walking in. If you're grand is super long or you're not taking care of the, the, the way your property looks from the outside, think about what the people are going to be thinking of before they even walk into your home. So, you know, things like just mowing your lawn or having proper landscaping, uh, just, you know, making sure the outside of your home is, is well taken care of or your property is well taken care of goes a long way from an evaluator's perspective. So when you're refinancing, when you want the bank to give you more money for your property, the one thing they will do is send uh, an evaluator to your property to, to check things out. And 
if when they walk in, before they even meet you or meet your property manager to kind of go through the units inside to see what work you've done, if they're already turned off by just seeing what they're looking at from the outside, your evaluation is taking a beating right, right from the get-go. They haven't even started and your evaluation is, is not going to be optimal for you. So very important to take care of those little things. Uh, they may seem you know silly, but they're super important in the grand scheme of things. So that's that's the first point I wanted to make. The that's curb yeah, appeal, that's right. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people discount it and ask us how we know. I mean, at the end of the day, I've, I've seen this happen to us and, and that's how I fix things. So uh, that's the first one. The second thing is, you know, you got to look at things that tenants or even just human beings in general hate doing. I mean, on my end, there's one thing I can't stand is paying for internet, paying for cable, things that are cost a lot of money. And it's just a haggle to be on the phone with them all the time. And customer service is a pain in the rear end. So when you're looking at it from that perspective, why not make it easier on your tenants and try and get a wholesale deal on internet for your whole building and then just factor it into your price and you can actually make a return on that investment. So if you know the internet typically costs, I don't know, what is it, 35, 40 bucks in the US more or less a month, if you're able to get it for 20 bucks uh, because you're buying all this internet for all the units and then you can just add in another 25 bucks, 30 bucks to your to your to your rent amount. You just made 50% return on your investment on a service that's provided by someone else. Uh, but you also added a lot more than that because your rents are increased because rent uh, internet would be included in your rent or cable in this case would be included in your rent, which will increase your total gross income and your net, which is the number that's going to be used by the banks to refinance. So uh, silly things like this, where you just, you know, add a service and provide it for, you know, for free, if you will, to your tenants, or it's included in the rent, they might want to pay a little bit more for their rent because internet's included, and then they don't have to worry about busting their limits because they're gaming all day or they're streaming all day. Uh, they don't have to worry about anything really, and and it's provided to them. You're taking care of it. You're actually making a return on the service itself, and you're making a return in the in in the overall picture because once you refinance, your 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 income base on which the refinance will be based on is going to be higher. So you can do that with cable. You can do that with internet. You can do that with any service that you feel will add value to your tenant. Actually, Gabe, on on that note, that's. Um, um I, I did it similar now. It wasn't for a multifamily, but I did it for a, a hotel uh, that I own. And uh, yeah, the bulk uh, internet and bulk uh, cable. So offer cable, TV for your mm-hmm. tenants too. So uh, bulk, I, I know for over a twenty room uh, with the phone, I, I you know I I get it for peanuts. It's it's twenty. It's uh, I pay four hundred twenty dollars a month for twenty rooms. Uh, I don't know what that comes out to monthly, but that's 21. a huge selling feature for most because it's it's it's. I, again, it's a value add. It's like, oh, okay, cable and internet, I, I get for free with my rent. And like, cool. And I get a nice room, right? Um, so that's that's a huge factor with uh, utilities. Well, y- your hotel is also an extended stay, just to be clear, because mm-hmm. if I stay in a hotel, generally I would have internet and TV. So I just want to make sure that the listener understands the, the yeah, scope and, of uh, his hotel is an extended stay, which generally doesn't have these, you know, these these frills. So, which one? But it's also applying that that kind of that strategy that you use in motels, hotels, and where you're increasing, you're actually including all these services into the internet and bringing it to a different asset class. And that's sort of what's cool about this is you can take a lot of a lot of strategies that that are done in in one asset class and bringing them to another asset class. Something that's not done, at least I don't see it a lot in this case. Yeah. It's silly. It's it's internet and cable. Everybody uses it. Uh, it used to be home phones too. Now it's everyone has got cell phones, but that that's something that's pretty cool too. Yeah. 
Oh, no, I know. I knew it was a hotel. And I'm mean, just, my point was it, when mm-hmm. you order bulk internet and cable, you do get a, an attractive price. So you can capitalize. And like Gabe said, you can double up on your money. Uh, I call those profit centers. Uh, that's just one aspect. Another profit yeah. center that I would do is, is uh, uh, that we have at some of our properties is, is, is coin laundry. Uh, mm-hmm. Coin laundry and vending machines. Those are huge, uh, especially if you have a big uh, community, uh, a lot of units. Uh, people have to do. People have to wash their clothes um, and dry them. So you have coin laundry and either a you can buy out uh, the coin laundry uh, machines, or you can. There's a lot of companies out there that service them and supply them. You take a, a 50-50 split, mm-hmm. uh, but they service the machines and even vending machines. Uh, so you got your laundry and then you got your vending machines. It's all about convenience for that tenant. So uh, vending machines where you have snacks, uh, you know, uh, dry snacks like chips and things like that or chocolate bars and you have uh, drinks. And I even have one that's uh, sundries. Uh, it's like, you know, feminine products and Tylenol and Advil and shit like that. Uh, Band-Aids and all sundries like a convenience store would have. Um, so you have those. Those are all called profit centers. You, you know, you can be, get really creative on that. Uh, but those do generate uh, money on top of, and again, it's 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 adding convenience for that 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 tenant. Uh, and you know, instead of going to the supermarket or going to the convenience store, and 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 going to buy aspirin, it, you're there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Another one is uh, just having a fridge and stove there. Uh, it's it's again just when you're moving, those are the biggest pain in the rear ends to to kind of move up, especially if you're two floors, three floors up. Uh, if you if you can just put in a, a a fridge or a stove and again increase your rent a little bit and I know that this is going to cause a little bit of maintenance on your end as well so and a multifamily yes supplying it, yeah supplying so just include that so that people don't have to buy it one uh, it could be the same thing with you know either you have the uh, you know a, a laundromat if you will or you can have the uh, just a washer dryer in the in the in the in the unit in of itself right off the bat again you just got to make sure that economically it makes sense so if your area where you're buying can support that type of increase in rent then you, it's it's up to you to analyze that and make sure that it, it fits in but there's so many ways of optimizing a property and and bringing the best out of it and in return you know just put all that money in your pocket on refinance yes well it, and if you do have a fridge and stove if if you have for example stainless um appliances uh you can do you, that can go a long way as well to increasing rents uh, and they're not that much more expensive than a white one or a black one um you no, can go to, Sorry, I was just going to add also that it, because there's there's a lot of hotels that provide all these things, they got to change their fridges and, and stoves on a more regular basis, let's say, than you would have to as a, as a multi-unit owner. So there's a lot of these hotels that are just selling all this stuff at bulk for pretty cheap because they got to get rid of it because they have no choice to change it anyways. And then you can just capitalize on those and, and pick them up and put them in your buildings. And speaking of that, with that, you can go to hotel distributors and furnish some of your properties and start putting them on Airbnb or VRBO, which is a more long-term stay, which Gabriel, I know you've done. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, but you can also increase rents by having a short-term stay or uh, combining that with Airbnb because you you can still Airbnb a unit if you want to as the owner. So So even a hotel, you can put on Airbnb if you want to put a hotel room on Airbnb. So that's just a platform for marketing many in the hotel business, people ask, well, you know, are you worried about Airbnb? I'm not because it's just a platform for marketing. It's just a marketing platform. Whether I have a house or a hotel, you know, I, I have to pay a commission to bookings.com or hotels.com or Expedia 
just pay the commission to Airbnb. Who cares? You know, I have to pay the commission anyway to get the client. So might as well just add one more to the list that's doing very well. And I can go over that quickly. I have a unit specifically. I know I do this here in, in, in Montreal. Is I had a unit that I, I just couldn't figure out. I, I bought it wrong. So I'm going to be upfront about that. And I bought it wrong. And so it, it was very difficult to make ends meet on that unit. And uh, I learned a lot from this property. But what I ended up doing is, so this this place was collecting, maybe if I was lucky, eight fifty nine hundred in rent on a monthly basis on a 12-month lease from a, from a regular tenant. And once my last tenant had left, I'd say about uh, two years ago, I decided I had a discussion with someone who kind of enlightened me on this Airbnb thing or short-term rentals. And what I did is I fully furnished a place. It cost me like, I went to one of those distributors that Marco was talking about. I think it cost me maybe 3,500 bucks to furnish the whole place. We're talking, you know, uh, from A to Z, including utensils, the works, the cutlery and all that stuff. And uh, obviously repainted the place, put two, three pieces of art in there. So it, lo- it looks like a home. And what I ended up doing is I, I not only use Airbnb, but I also use short-term rentals where the property can get rented to, say, uh, some business brings in uh, an executive for three months to, to, to Montreal in my case. And they need them to stay somewhere. They need something that's fully furnished, available. And so they're willing to pay a little bit of a premium to make sure that their their executive is taken care of and in a place where they don't have to you know work out everything for themselves so what i what i'm doing now is i'm fetching roughly 1350 a month instead of 900 and it's rented out pretty much 12 months a year but i'm making about 450 dollars more a month uh on a 3500 dollars investment and that's that that was that was really good and we have the montreal grand prix here also uh, the for the formula one which happens in june typically and when that comes around so those are two weeks that are Airbnb reserved because people will pay by the day uh, or so for those four days that they're here, they'll pay through the nose and the building is right across uh, the track. So you can get there in literally six minutes uh, with the with the public transportation. So it's really well located for that. And you also have access to the roof where you can actually see the race from there. <laughs> so those those couple of days are kind of reserved for Airbnb. But so those are, yeah, they're extra strategies where you can optimize a property. So you're using... Um uh, marketing um, as a strategy for optimization. So we, you know, we talked about a f- just, uh, three of them right now, which was the cosmetic aspect of it. Uh, the utilities are offering, you know, value add. Uh, the profit centers and and yeah, marketing is 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 a great one, Gabe, and that's good. You you learn like, okay, you know what? I'm going to provide them full furnished, and you're making that extra four fifty a month uh, from a marketing perspective. You're just going after a different target market, which I, I know Marco, you have one. Uh, I believe you still have a park that's specifically target market for. Yes, I took a uh, a mobile home park that was in the middle of nowhere and um, was scratching my head. How am I going to fill it? And I thought, hmm, what's a group that is easily found that would pay a lot more? And my answer was pedophiles. So I created a Sunny Acres mobile home park. <clears throat> with that's exclusively for pedophiles. Uh, they can't live near a school, near a park. Um, and they're they're registered, so you can actually there's apps where you can actually find them immediately and market to them. So it's very very easy, and the community likes it because they're a little bit out of the way, and they like it because they're all together. So you know it serves multiple purposes. And for something that I could only get six hundred bucks a month for, I can almost get nine hundred dollars a month for. So I've really maximized, and there's a waiting list because. They got to live somewhere and everyone knows where, you know, where it is. So it's, it's very convenient 
and it's uh, it's also a profit center. So most people at first, you know, hate the idea, but again, they need to live somewhere, and it's better if they're out of the way than not. So we're, it's actually doing a community service as well. So the the city likes it, they like it, residents like it, everyone wins, and at the end of the day, I win too because I get a lot more for rents than I normally would. So another way to optimize. And so when the refinancing does happen, uh, my, you know, my, my, that asset almost doubled in value by just changing one small thing. So there's so many things that you can do to optimize assets by increasing rents, increasing occupancy, getting a little bit more creative. Management is a big one. Uh, there's two things that will really screw you in this business, and that's not buying it right and bad management. Uh, have any of those two things and you can really go down the toilet very quickly. But if you really understand the optimization process, for example, if if uh, if something is underperforming and you can double the rents and double the occupancy, you've taken something that might be worth a million dollars into $4 million. And then when you do a refinance, if you bought it right, you actually can pull out a few million dollars you know, in a very short period of time. And that's all tax-free. And that's cash that you can use for something else. And either another investment, you want to you know, have a really good friend of mine that just buys real estate to refinance it, to put into stocks, to lose money in stocks, to go buy, eventually refinance another property to put the money in stocks, to lose the stocks, to go back to real estate. He just loves the stock so much, but the real estate, is, you know, the cash flow in their refinances is supporting his, I guess, gambling habit in the, yes. uh, in the options trading and the Forex that he's doing that he absolutely loves. He loves the thrill of it. But if it wasn't for real estate, he'd gone bankrupt a long time ago because he just loves to suck at it. But he knows that money's coming in no matter what. So it is what it is. Safety so, net. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that, so I like that niche marketing. Uh, again, that's, that's business 101. Uh, don't try to advertise to everyone. So niche marketing, you know, in Gabe's scenario and, or Marco's scenario, that's, that's, that alone is a game changer in optimizing a property. Um, uh, and I wanted to just throw one more into the basket over here is, is, is amenities. I, I look at amenities, uh, especially if you're buying multifamilies, uh, multifamilies, I treat them like as a community, which it is a community, right? Uh, you want your get, you want your tenants to be comfortable there and, uh, to get to know one another because it's harder for them to leave. So just take, for instance, where, you know, me, uh, myself and, and Marco and Gabe are all in one, uh, <clears throat> apartment complex. He's got his apartment or whatever it is. And, and we know each other and we know each other by, uh, associating by that social aspect. And what I like doing is creating amenities for that property where warranted, where I can. Uh, so some amenities could be, um, like a, a, a gathering area or I can put like a gazebo with picnic tables or chairs or like a bar area um, in, in maybe not a bar because I can't serve liquor, but uh, just somewhere, so, somewhere where they can gather, uh, have a barbecue area or a barbecue pit area or a fire pit. Or even, you know, if, if it's an older community, um, you can have like shuffleboards, man. I, I love shuffleboard, man. I, I got to tell you, I'm not... <laughs> You know, you are the older community. I, I am the older community. <laughs> I think I'm part of that demographics, which is horrible. Yes, I'm, I am creeping up there. That's for sure. Thanks, Gabe, for that. Uh, but yes, uh, shuffleboard or lawn bowling. Like shit, that was in a butchy man. Uh, these are or just have like foosball or pool table area where people can uh, gather and 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 socialize. And when that when you when you create that uh, environment of that community, uh, tenants don't want to leave. It's, it's like when you leave, like, oh, my goodness, Gabe's leaving. Or, no, no, don't leave. Like, you don't want to leave. So you're going to pay your rent, and you're going to pay a little bit of a premium for that. So amenities is another thing that you should be looking at, uh, uh, which is another way to, to uh, again, optimize force appreciation. 
So you're, you're creating a long-term uh, tenant that never wants to leave. You're creating a community where they really want to be there. And as rent increases happen, because, you know, do tenants expect rents to go up? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> we don't want to disappoint them. So th- they have to go up a little bit. And the more you improve the property, the more they're going to want to stay. Now, there's a balance, of course, of doing this. You can't just go ahead and do it. There has to be um, value. It's really about offering the tenant as much value as possible. Um, that's kind of the underlying theme, I think, of, of doing this. And the more value that we give a tenant, the more they want to stay, the more the, the, the property is going to increase in value, meaning that we can refinance at maximum value and get as much value as possible in cash and when you pull it out. Because if you buy it right, you're going to pull out... Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, the bigger the value of the property, the, the more you pull out. And again, it's all tax-free. And there's no business in the world. I don't know what it is that you can get into with almost no experience as long as you have the right mentorship and you know, guidance, um, which is you know, peanuts compared to the result um, where you can make millions of dollars over, over you know, multiple times over. Like Frank, you worked... I don't know, 20 years before. Did you work 20 years for the government before oh you met goodness, me at I, least? I was almost a quarter of a century. I was 24 and a half uh, years. And before you met me or? Uh, bef- Bef- oh, well, I met you when I was uh, 20 years in. You're right, 20 yeah. years in and then I, I, I left, yes. Right, so 20 years in and then four more years you met me, right? So 20 exactly. years. In that 20 years, did you amass the same amount of wealth in the four that you met me, four and a half, five now, than you did working for 20 years? You know what's funny? Uh, actually, it's not funny. It's actually pathetic. Um, so I was so when I left the government, I, I went to uh, get a payout. So I phoned my compensation HR, say, "What's my payout on my pension?" And they gave me that number, and I was like, "All right, that's that seems pretty good, or whatever." But um, then when I look back, when I since I met you, uh, Marco, and that was my that pivot point where I wanted to change, turn you know, turn a new leaf, turn a new uh, chapter of my life. And when I met you, so in the what five years? So five years. Versus 20. So in the five years, I actually doubled what the pension payout was going to be. And I was like, holy shit. So my only regret was I didn't get this. I didn't meet you earlier, Marco. Like, where the fuck were you? But um, I didn't meet you earlier because that was my only regret. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed because I did meet you because it literally. So think about it. 20 years and you get X amount. And five years, I doubled it. So if I cash in my chips, which I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm just getting warmed up here. If I cash in my chips today with all, with, with all the real estate properties I have or whatever, I'm doubling what I made in my pension with the government that I stayed 20 years. That's Slaving eight time. hours a day. Slaving eight it's, hours a day. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know about it's in your case, eight hours six. a day. But, <laughs> he worked for the government, slaving one hour a day. But that's, right, that's not the enough. point. I still had to get there. I still had to wake up. I still had to be there. Real. I had to do some work. I get it. But but it is. It's it's that rat mentality, that rat race mentality. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, it, that was a, a, a an eye opener for me uh, on how you can fold time by learning from someone like Marco that, uh, Marco, you did this shit. Uh, you know, you, you fell in the traps. You had the bullseyes, you know, pinned on your back or whatever. And I, I just, I just did what you did. I just copied what you did. And I know copying, you know, as a voodoo in school and whatever, but fuck it. If someone else already did it, uh, copy as much as you can. And then, you know, add your own flavor. And that's what I think I'm in now. That stage is mm-hmm. adding my own flavor to it so I can find my own niche. So I'm happy and, and bring to the group. 
Hey, hey Frank, I'm a little, allowed. I have one question though. Did you double it in dollar for dollar Canadian to US or did you double it? Oh, did shit. you look at the exchange rate? Because no. I'm a little disappointed that it's only doubled because in my head, I think it should be like three at least three times what you it, have. It, it, it is. You know what? Um, right now it is. I did not uh, take in consideration American versus. You, you can't count a Canadian dollar with a US dollar, my friend. It's not the same weight. You're, you're, it really, it's like. Come on, you're, man. You're, you're correct. So if I do, uh, if I do, uh, uh, you know, hang up my hat right now and sell what I got, uh, it's it's definitely more than double. It's it's mm -hmm. it's 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 more like triple uh, on an American side. I did not do that. So thank you. I well, just I, you well, hurt my taken. feelings when you said double. I'm like I think it's more frank, but let me just make sure. You see, point he taken. always wants more. Always <laughs> want. Well, well, I just okay. I, it's I okay. want the truth. I, it's all good. The truth will <laughs> set you free. But it, it, you're right, Marco. It, it is uh, definitely more than double uh, once you do the conversion rate because it is another thirty percent on top of that. I know. At least I'm like, I, yep. there's no way that you only have double. Anyway, yeah. that's just my my ego talking now because I'm like I thought I did better than that. <laughs> Well, you did better than that. Because I'm very attached to people's results. As you can tell, I get very emotionally hurt if someone is not making enough. I always want people to do extremely well, as you know, all of, all of us have. Um, man, this has been you know, like drinking water from a fire hose. A lot of information on this. But uh, if, if we were to encapsulate the, Frank, I know you're, you're a good note taker. So what are the things that we covered on this episode? Okay. Uh, just for the listener, if, if, you're, if you're tuning in now, uh, and if we we're to encapsulate everything that we've talked about in, in a minute, Frank, in one minute. In one minute. Or less, what would that look like? So, uh, so when, again, when you buy the property, your whole objective is to optimize it or cause what's called the forced appreciation uh, within a, the shortest period of time. So for the whole purpose and sole purpose is to refi uh, later and pull out all your capital and some tax-free so you could do what you want or move on to the next project. So, And the way you do that, we touched upon a few things. One is the cosmetic part, all right? You just paint, flooring, things like that. Make yours better than the competitors. Uh, another that Gabe touched upon was, you know, offer them value add. Uh, offer them, give them the cable, the internet, the phone, or whatever you want to do on a bulk basis because you can get a lot cheaper than they can. So offer that value add. They're like, oh, shit, you know what? I don't have to deal with that. So you add things like the cable and internet. Another thing we talked about was profit centers um, where you have um, um, uh, other amenities, if you want to call it, that, that, that generates more income. Like, so it makes it more convenient for your tenant, like the, you know, the laundry facilities or the vending machines or uh, whatever that case is. So those are two off the top of my head that I can think of. Uh, management, having the right management that they can market. So you have niche marketing. So you can find a, a specific niche. So in Gabe's, he did Airbnb type style, right? Uh, or short-term stays for, for longer where he had uh, the unit fully furnished. So you just walk in, it's turnkey for the, for the, uh, for the tenant. Marco had the pedophiles. Uh, so, dude, Sunny Acres, man, for pedophiles? Like, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> so, but anyway, Sunny Acres, pedophile, mobile home park. <laughs> I'll take that. But again, it's niche marketing and having that right management in there uh, to market those people, which is going to actually be less money marketing because it's more defined. Mm -hmm. And then you have your amenities. Uh, what can you make um, your multifamily or your mobile home um, uh, park more community-based, more social-based where people uh, that are there don't want to leave and people that are not there want to come in so you can demand more rents in the end. So in the end, the whole net results is 
demanding more rents by implementing those things. And when you demand more rents, you make more money. And at the end of the day, when you go refinance after you have a good trailing 12 months or 18 months or 24 months, you go to the bank, they look at it, they go, shit, damn, this is good. And they're going to refinance you. You're going to pull out your money and do the shit over again. I think that was well said. Well said. Well said. That was two minutes, but that's why I only gave you one because I knew you'd take at least two. Fabulous. Excellent. Gentlemen, that was phenomenal. Hopefully, as a listener, you enjoyed that as well. I certainly did. I really look forward to having you implement these things so you can pull out tax-free and more money, have more time, enjoy your life more. This is the only life that we have as we know it, and this is not a trial run, so you should be doing anything you can do to give yourself more time, more money, and more freedom in your life, which is what this podcast is all about. So thank you so much, gentlemen. And thank you, of course, listener. And if you tune into the next podcast, I know you're absolutely going to love it. Have a great day. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.